Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Without Context podcast. This is the first week of several where we don't have uh, Haley with us, so we're going to be filling the spot with some uh, guest hosts. And this week, we are starting with uh, a buddy of mine, a coworker of mine, Victor. Here, um, you can find him on YouTube at the channel That Guy, That Guy Dom. Uh, general review channel. From what I've seen from your stuff, Victor, I think that's just a good gist of it. Just game anime movie reviews stuff like that oh yeah definitely definitely let the man introduce himself <laughs> but uh yeah take a minute to uh tell the audience about yourself uh any other you know links and everything that you use shout that feel free to shout that out and we'll get on to today's topic oh yeah hey this is that guy dom i spell it the bootleg way we use these where i'm from so d-a-t-g-u-y-d-o-m i do a lot of anime Hopefully, uh, I'll be moving on to video games soon enough. But I like to kind of break things down and, and find the sarcasm and things. So if you want to have a good laugh, just go on and check out my channel. And uh, as always, that link will be provided uh, down below where the rest of our links are, can be found. So uh, as you can see, it's just me and Decca today. Uh, congrats to Alvin and his wife, Sarah, for enjoying their honeymoon uh this weekend and charlie is down there with them so he's unable to join us as well but and Haley's well, also doing wedding shenanigans this is truthfully Haley. like this is like the opposite of Haley month yes <laughs> not not a... like an anti-Haley month it like we we love Haley, obviously but this is the opposite of Haley month in that she's just not here yeah, and so, so our topics are curated by our guests yeah it's just gonna be me you and then whoever we can pull in uh for an episode <laughs> each week until our regular hosts come back so mm -hmm. but uh from what i understand uh today's topic uh we wanted to talk about a uh, rising trend uh in the gaming industry and uh the newest competitor in the quote-unquote console wars uh the rise of i'm uh, holding it right here yeah the rise of a uh, handheld pc gaming uh, at the time of releasing, at the time of recording this, uh, in a few days, Steam Deck will be launching. There are other companies that have started uh, selling uh, pretty much low-end gaming PCs as a handheld unit uh, to kind of corner the market of mobile gaming in a way without trying to sacrifice any kind of technical uh, advantage that gaming PCs have. And uh, this is something that I think Dom has more uh, personal experience dealing with uh than jeremy and i so we'd love to hear uh his uh views and thoughts about it and uh <laughs> yeah, me and my uh wallet have yeah. personal experience with this topic because uh, you recently bought one uh not a steam deck but you recently bought a uh, handheld uh g pc gaming device we were talking about it at work uh, and you said that you got it uh slightly broken so <laughs> oh no Yes, and it wasn't that damage in transit. It was actually probably a return at some point. And the thing is, it came with, like, it's supposed to come with, like, two triggers, okay? And I, I got one. All right, I got, I didn't get two for the price of one. I got one for the price of half, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. But, yes, I bought a, what do you call it, a GPD Win 3, right? And that's supposed to be kind of the competitor to a Switch, so the concept is you bring a PC with you wherever you go. You know, you go to sit in the doctor's office somewhere, you know, the waiting room. Hey, pull it out. Uh, check your browser email or whatever. If you can connect to the Wi-Fi. Uh, and it's a gaming PC. So, hey, play Left 4 Dead 2, play Sifu, play whatever you want to on it. 
and you're going to have that kind of freedom that you don't have with a Nintendo Switch because, hey, Nintendo Switch, they have Nintendo products, they have multi-plats, but you have to wait for those to get licensed, so, you know, it's, hey, uh, Yeah, the Nintendo quality, the old uh, stamp of Nintendo that used to be on uh, Super Nintendo games approval. and what, like, like, approved by Nintendo. Mm, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and... Yeah. And they're kind of, I guess a lot of people are, are a little mad at Nintendo lately, like they're putting things on the market limited time and taking them back off, you know, or charging upscale prices for very retro games. So, you know, hey, it's an alternative gaming PC, take it with you wherever, take your Steam library, Origin game library, Epic Games library, whatever you want, right? Just take it with you wherever you want to go. So, you know, it's it's pretty nice, you know, it's sounds good all these positives you can run them at better frame rates and better resolutions but there's a little caveat there and that is the insane price form because you're going to be paying i was looking regular... i was yeah i was looking at the prices for some of them earlier uh especially now uh this is something that is definitely getting hit by like the chip shortage uh that's happening in the world right now yeah. and these things are going 900 one thousand dollars because of just the li- just the limited ability to create them because of that chip shortage so Jesus. yeah and and i guess that kind of boils into what steam what valve is doing now with the steam deck right like they're doing this thing they're making this gaming pc that is just as powerful as these other ones out here but they're do they're selling it at a at a loss you know about half the price of the other ones out here so I guess that's kind of the big buzz going around now. Yeah, it's the uh, the affordability. They're what four hundred, roughly. Uh, they could go from like four uh, being the lowest to like six being the highest. So. Yeah, so you're easily oh, a few oh. hundred bucks shorter than any other uh, one that I at least I saw. The research I did for these was very minimal. Um, I didn't even know where to begin, like looking for companies and stuff like that. But I saw like eight hundred dollars nine hundred dollars uh like terabyte hard drive models like it breaking a thousand it's it was ridiculous i can understand the appeal oh, of it i can understand the appeal uh of it to have more freedom than just nintendo games mm. but at the same time it's uh the barrier to entry uh is definitely there once again money high money. price up front um there's the there's the 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 case that you know a lot of these companies they they will make this product this one iteration of the product like mine comes from some company in china and i found out like they're already moving on from that product they don't they don't make them anymore they're already moved on to the next iteration so i'm like wow they're not even making new ones so i can't get the customer support that i need on this one i just paid over a thousand dollars for yeah um, that's the kind of comfort you can get from like buying from someone like valve right now where hey these guys are making their own os for their system you know they're not going with just basic windows so you're you're you kind of have an insurance policy there with them and for half the price so yeah that's really good and i have i don't have anything brought up. i can probably bring up what the actual like specs of the uh steam was it steam steam machine Steam Deck, yeah, Steam Deck. Deck. Steam Machine was the failed one. Steam Machine was was like the code name or something from like five years ago. Steam Machine was a... Steam Machine was a very low-end gaming PC that Steam tried to sell as like their own thing. And, uh... Yeah, it was, uh... It was something. Uh, I had a Steam Link. 
which I couldn't for the life of me get to work. So I think it was like you have to hook it to your computer and then run the link to like a TV or something. And it's like you can play your game like on a TV. And I'm like, I could just plug in a fucking HDMI cord and do the same thing. (laughs) Let me bring out my PS5. What do you mean? Jeez. So I'm looking I at the uh, stats here. Get it to work either because I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at the stats here on a uh, wiki. Uh, yeah, release date is shooting for February 25th, which is a few days from now. Base price 400. Uh, high end price 650. Uh, for a uh, anywhere between a 2.4 to a 3.5 gigahertz processor, which isn't bad. I think mine and my PC right now is like a 3.6, and. Uh, anywhere between 60 gigs to 520 gigs all using m.2 hard drive which isn't bad that's fast that's solid state oh yeah but uh then the graphics i think it's uh looks like it's a 1 to 1.6 gigahertz like graphic processor so it's definitely going to be like lower end graphics on things oh definitely yeah and then a bunch of other uh a bunch of other stats like 40-hour lithium-ion battery, so, I mean, you're getting some time out of it, and it has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. So, it's... Yeah, it's just a handheld computer. That's... Pretty much, it's, yeah. it's It's a much better iteration of the last time they, they tried this, for sure. Just yeah. giving off the, the... At some point, you're just... When people write, uh, like, talk about specs, they're just, like, talking numbers. And it's like, and, oh, um, big number, good! And I'm looking um, here playable either on the go connected to a monitor or a television in the same manner as a switch oh yeah so if the way that i'm reading that unless i'm looking at it wrong the steam deck doesn't have things that you can pull off of it no so it's it's, one piece yeah you're literally just either streaming it to the tv or you're plugging it in and then grabbing another controller which at that point is just a system (laughs) so just it's oh, yeah. it's again it's just a ps5 i can do that with my phone now with the ps5 yeah, yeah. so it's some a, game yeah. <laughs> it i don't i like the idea of having a pc strength console that i can travel with mm. i do yeah That's uh guys idea. you mind if i take a sec sure sorry my my mom is really bad about like uh <laughs> pizza like she's like I ordered pizza and is also like oh I can't I can't go to the door son of a bitch now I have to get it <laughs> I'll be back in a sec sorry guys yep. we're back we're back with pizza. sorry about that <laughs> uh but yeah we were uh I don't even remember what we were talking about before the cut um <laughs> but uh I think I was saying we like, were talking like, about this we were cut I, I think I was saying like I like the well, I, I was trying to thought. I think I'm. I think I like the idea of like the portable, uh, PC as a gaming aspect, but at the same time, for a thousand dollars for like a higher end one, wouldn't just a gaming laptop be better Definitely. and more versatile? Not even a, not even a gaming <laughs> laptop, but like, I got this tower that I'm using for this for recording here, which is comparable to like a, i think the only thing between this and the gaming and like a gaming pc is like i don't have the high-end graphics card i have a yeah. decent graphics card and then also the hard drive is much lower but i also have an external that i have connected to it so problem solved for that i mean and this my, was like 900 
yeah, put I the mean, tower. When my, when my computer, my old computer, you know, shit the bed, and I had to get a new. Tower. I had no other choice but to get a new tower because the hard drive mm. completely destroyed itself on me. It's like I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, oh, this is nice. It's a good processor, eight gigs of, you know, memory and decent size M.2 hard drive. And I was like, why is this so expensive? Because I have it opened. And I have PC part picker opened and I'm like pulling the pieces that are being used in the PC part picker to like gauge the price. And I'm like, these pieces are only like 800 bucks. Why is this computer $1,700? And then I get down, it's like 12 gig graphics card. And it's like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. It's like, there's you really, where you, most you of the really price have comes to, from. <laughs> you really have to downgrade your GPU uh, compared to what you might have had in the before GPU gate is what I'm going to call it from here on. Yeah, but I mean, this one came uh, with a good... Crypto Bros uh, ruin everything. This one came with a good uh, Radeon uh, 12 gig. So I was happy about it. It lets me mm -hmm. play PC games pretty well, uh, which is why I don't think I'll ever pay for a portable gaming PC uh, handheld because I like the quality I get on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? Like when you go portable, you have to not only deal with lowered resolution or putting all your graphics on low mode, like literally. That's the only thing you can do is put everything on low. Uh, you're getting sub 30 frame rates. And on top of it all, you only get about an hour or two of battery life, so I mean it's that's yeah. it's just barely a lunch break. So I think some games can some games with simpler graphics can probably push a higher uh, frame rate just with the simplicity of graphics. Like changing graphic quality isn't going to really affect much on games like let's say like Hollow Knight or something like that. And you're probably going to push higher frame rate. But when I try to play, let's say I try to play Control on my little handheld PC thing. And I will let you know, I was trying to play Control on a 4 gig graphics card on my old PC. And Ooh. that thing was like me trying to work out after a few hours. This thing was trying, <laughs> this thing was like, my computer's like, can I stop now, please? <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't until I played it on this one, I was like, wow, that computer was actually not giving me anything for this game. The, uh, the Nintendo Switch is like, we were talking about having to downgrade uh, with the mobile. The Nintendo Switch, I think, is a wonderful example of that because you are absolutely, no matter how good they say their screen is, you are absolutely downgrading compared to like the big, I don't know, 2040 or whatever we're at right now with uh, high definition screens. You are that's absolutely going to be a downgrade, no matter how you try to like slice it. Like I think at best my Switch gets 720. Yeah. Um, and like yeah. 30 yeah i think 30. let's say like playing a th like a third party game let's say like playing doom eternal on the switch is definitely gonna be less quality than playing it on pc but you know ps4 yeah, might be ps4 might be better than switch but switch might be better than these handheld gaming consoles it's such this weird like disparity of actual hardware uh in all these consoles that really affects things like i kind of want to see uh the stats on all these different uh handheld pcs that are coming out just to kind of see if they're all fall within the same ballpark range or if there are ones that are like specifically trying to be better like a better uh onboard graphics card mm. better uh processor stuff like that because i feel like you're no matter what you buy you might fall into the same ballpark range of acceptability for I, what the system can I do. Just, 
I just yeah. found one. I just found one that compares all the stats. So hey, oh, nice. go me. <laughs> all right. So we've got the uh, Valve Steam Deck. We've got the GPD Max 2021, the Onyx Player, the Onyx Player Mini, the Aya Neo, the Aya Neo Next, the GPD Win 3, and the One GX One Pro. Yeah, some of those uh, are the ones that I found when I did a quick search earlier. Yeah, same here. Looks like most of these are uh, the display is about the same. Um, the except for uh, except for one of them that's like uh, the GPD Win 3 that's advertising Gorilla Glass 3. So I was like, cool, it's never going to break, I guess. That shit's unbreakable. Um, processors are, they go from like the i7 to like the AMD Zen 2, uh, AMD Ryzen 7. Those of you who are much, uh, those of you who are better at computers can probably tell me if it that's good uh, or not. That breakdown doesn't give you like cores or like speeds or anything? Uh, some of them do. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a 2 to 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz. Um, oh, some of these are actually are selectable is why because you can you can upgrade or downgrade right. uh, depending yeah, on the one. Yeah. I know a Steam Deck. I think it said that their max is a 3.6. 3.5. 3.5. I'm looking at it right here. Yeah. So uh, some of these you can pick between the Core i7 or the Ryzen 7, uh, Core i7 or yeah, it's like. Between Intel and AMD, depending on what right. you're trying to yeah. do. Um, the GPU... Yeah. And I think the, G, the GPUs just across the board are almost exactly the same. The four, of, four of five of these are either Radeon, uh, Vega, Vega 6 or 8, or Intel Iris XE. Yeah, and I think that shows... I think it's like onboard. Yeah, I think that shows an issue with these is that you're stuck to existing onboard graphics cards mm -hmm. you're stuck to what quality those can give you because you can't slap in a graphics card into these things like an actual graphics card you have to use the chips and those chips can only be so good not without voiding your warranty not without voiding your warranty because i i remember the i remember the ps4 i think it was where you could like switch out hard drives because they just use seagate yeah. so you could yeah, just switch of... out with another seagate yeah, and I think uh, yeah, I think newer consoles are easier to do that. Uh, PS4, uh, Xbox One, whatever their their systems are being called now. Because I know at one time we had Xbox One, One S, One X. So, where can I get the other thing I'm now? looking at? That man. was miserable. The other thing I'm looking at here is that they they all have uh, except for one of them. They all have 16 gigs, and that's all you got. Uh, one of them th can upgrade to 32 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Um. So that's that's also gonna like limit the how good your games are going to be. Well, um, via... if you can't access all the memory. Yeah. The thing about games, uh, that's actually the thing about gaming PCs in general. A lot of them only come with 16 gigs because that is enough to run things. Because most of the game uh is working off of the processor and the graphics card not the actual ram itself which is why you see all these like if you go to like any store where you find a gaming pc it's always like good graphics card good processor 16 gigs of ram <laughs> it's like that's like this is enough to operate the system 
<laughs> so that's all we're going to give you. And I was like, that certainly won't do. So I upgraded to 32 gigs because I also run a bunch of Adobe stuff. So yeah, I need, uh, I need a lot of memory <laughs> in my computer. Extra horsepower in there. Yeah, I tried to run Adobe stuff on 16 gigs and it worked, but it was miserable trying to do it. So. Mm-hmm. When it the... a lot of these uh, handhelds, uh, honestly, power, there's not going to be a lot of difference in power with these things, I guess, no. for the most part. The biggest no. difference I've seen is like the size of it, like the Win GPD-3 or the GPD Win 3 is the smallest. It's like almost the size of a Vita, right? And then you find something like the Steam Deck, and it's the size of my freaking keyboard. And it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, which one can I really walk around with and be comfortable with? I think the end end of the day, it's going to come down to size and battery life. If they can't improve yep. the power within it, it's going to come down to how easy is it to carry and how long can I use it? So at, at some point with size, there's a there's a certain there's a certain degree of size that you want to have. Like the switch, I think, is a pretty good like balance between like this is the right size, you know, to play if I'm on the go, uh, but also like is it too encumbering for me? I can kind of put it in a backpack. It come you can buy cases specifically right. for the switch. Yeah, um, uh, I think I think that's a pretty good medium there. Yeah, and I mean, you think like we were talking during the uh, brief break and everything about a uh, Game Boy Advances, like the Game Boy, the original Game Boy Advance was large compared to what they had originally done but it was still small enough to be awkward to handle at times and then they were like let's make this clamshell sp which was even more awkward to hold because you couldn't you had to like hold it like this with your knuckles too because it was so small with your hands behind it oh you want the old game boy back say no more and they bring make the sp and it's like that's not what i wanted again battery life and size this is the exact same reason why the game gear failed that thing was massive. I, I loved the Game Gear as like the games they had on it were great. It was great. But it, well, like, it's like this big. It's it this big, like, people. The system was like 90% console, 10% screen. <laughs> it was one of those it was definitely one of those things like um you know how the how uh, old PC monitors used to be like this big thing that would take up like almost an entire table. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, the old CRTs. It's kind of in that degree where it's like ninety percent bulk, and then it has that one little bit. Of the actual screen yeah. is like oh, up here. And like, I think I knew what they were going for. They were going for a better uh, actual power behind it, and it did run better than the Game Boys at the time. So it did get that, but again, it was for this exchange of it being this just massive fucking console that you had to hold. It was also awkward to like the buttons were like spaced very awkwardly. Yeah, it was because I I remember having a thumb here and a thumb here, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make this work, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a weird, uh, weird console. But, yeah, I'm uh, looking at my OG Xbox One right now, launch day Xbox One, and it's. It's pretty big. It's like those old VCRs. So I guess I, uh, <laughs> over the, the VCRs. Weekend, what was it over the over the or a few days ago? Yeah, probably over the weekend. I went to uh, my local retro game store and I took him an original Xbox One or an original Xbox, like the brick of a console. <laughs> you can and rob just, a bank with it. Yeah, I was like, I can throw this like through windows and everything, but uh. And I was looking at it, I was like, God, this console's fucking massive. Like, this is such a large Xbox. And now I'm looking at, like, you know, my PS4 and my PS2 that I have over here, and I'm like, 
they never tried to make a smaller version of the original Xbox, did they? It was just like, you're nope. getting this brick of a console. You're getting this brick and you're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, when the 360 came out, that was a whole different thing. Like it just had it had new games. It had new branding. It wasn't a new model of the Xbox. It was just here's a new thing. Just... They just didn't even, they didn't even try. But I think that it might be what happens with a lot of companies here is like we don't know what else to put into these systems. Like we've given it the best graphics card. We've given it you know everything that we can that technology works together. We can't improve the CPU without improving you know the circuit board that it's on. So let's I'm make it smaller. Like, I'm wondering how many of these companies are just going to end up giving up on these things if they know that like this is the best that we can do with these consoles. And I feel like that's a possible end game for these handheld PCs. It's just like, what is the best quality that you can give without having to make drastic changes to things? Cause I think there is a set limit to that in terms of tech. Definitely. There's, an upper, there's definitely an upper limit that you're going to hit at yeah. some point. Where it's like, all right, what do we do now? We can't do better graphics unless we figure out a way to fit a graphics card into this thing. So, I would say that's not even taken into account like the other hand, the other handheld gaming in the room, VR like VR headsets. Yeah. Um, that are it's all whole other thing. Um, that are very expensive, and also, uh, probably not probably I would say they are too immersive. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, because you will get vertigo playing that for the first time. The first oh, time. Yeah. Definitely. I haven't even bothered to try to get a VR headset or anything, even like when they've been available. I'm just like, I can't. Just, I'm going to swing this controller like through my fucking TV or something. <laughs> like, oh, eh, I said that about the Wii. Wii. It's fine. <laughs> like how Nintendo on the opening of the Wii thing like gives you things like, please attach the strap to your wrist. <laughs> yeah. Don't pour orange juice into the Wii. <laughs> It is not thirsty. Your Wii is not thirsty. Do not pour juice. It's like, thanks, Nintendo. (laughs) I've wanted VR since I saw an episode of Johnny Bravo where Johnny Bravo had on a VR set and went into a a shopping mall and started beating everybody up because he thought they were game characters. Like, that was just (laughs) that sounds. That sounds extremely Johnny Bravo, and at the same time, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds so Johnny Bravo that it sounds like uh like you had like the bot come up with the jo- the perfect Johnny Bravo episode. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, and it's like you think about all what was it back in the nineties or the VR stuff? It was like big arcade things, like the big like multiple wires on like the helmet that they put you on and it was like you always like stood in place and it was just like whatever you were doing and it was uh usually like very low poly graphics and then nintendo tried it with the virtual boy and that was just we're going to give you a stationary headset (sighs) that you can't move you can't move you have have to to play the game boy into it to, Uh. to play it and it's just so weird seeing uh, this kind of trend come back where you had VR and then it's like 20, 30 years later, VR starting to make a comeback. And if you remember in the late 2000s, a lot of people were trying to get uh, like phones that were like part, like almost part PC to a degree. Razer has a phone, right? Yeah. Razer I mean, has a phone. 
yeah, yeah. there was a but i mean there was like companies that had like they weren't phones but they also weren't like pdas but they were like mini pcs that ran like xp and something like people were trying they were trying to get this like portable computer that isn't a laptop tech years ago and now we're starting to see that come back around and it's just so weird how it usually fails the first time and then they're like you know what let's try it again <laughs> so it's just called the razor phone i'm looking at it here it's just called the razor phone did you see that razor uh, also made did you see that razor also made sneakers or something yes recently? they also made they also made the <laughs> rgb mask mm-hmm. they made the i RGB thought that was an even full crank and then they made it i'm so I'm so upset about our gradual capitalistic cyberpunk hellscape. <laughs> no, the tagline for this phone is if it's not 120 hertz, it's not a gaming phone. I have 60 hertz monitors. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't been able to upgrade my monitors yet. So, mm-hmm. But um, the thing that gets me, just another tangent, is just the people who are making the fucking RGB mouse pads that you can like USB in and it has like the outer like glow around them. And I'm like, I don't need an RGB mouse pad. (laughs) Some of them have function, but not all of them. Some of them, they charge your wireless mouse. That's cool. Yeah. Some of them, they have the contact charging. It's definitely Uh, useful. But I'm sitting here with like my magic play mat as like my keyboard and mouse pad. (laughs) So, but, um, Oh, geez, is that the Razer phone? That's the Razer phone. Oh, no. God, it's like, you also, you have that growth into, like, mobile gaming, too, where, like, Call of Duty, Fortnite, all that's available on uh, phones and iPads and everything now as well. And I honestly think that probably, like, Call of Duty Mobile and Fortnite run better on a PC than they probably will on this handheld PC. I used to have, um, I had co back when I worked at, uh, worked in retail, I had coworkers who would play Fortnite on their, on like their really nice phones. Um, it yeah. seemed to run fine. It seemed like they were running it on the store's Wi-Fi, So like <laughs> they, it seemed to run fine. Um, they would go through the game and then we'd be like, Oh shit, time to go back. Uh, and I, I, I never really got into playing my, my stuff. Like I used to bring my 3ds to, to work and like play Fire Emblem Awakening or something, and I, nice. I never felt rested during my work because I kept doing that. So I, <laughs> I like, I never like actually took a time to like take a break instead of like you know I'll fiddle with something. So it's like, like no, like, I, I, I stopped time. doing that. You're like break time, play Fire Emblem and get stressed out. Yeah, <laughs> Go back to work one way or another. Or like break time pulls out the pulls out my my 3ds starts playing Smash. It's like a. I mean, it's like you guys at work, Victor, sometimes I look over after lunch because there are times during the day where Victor and I just aren't doing something like our mm-hmm. work schedule. Our crew is so good doing what we're doing that we just have like a lot of hours of nothing. And I could like look over to like a corner after lunch and there's just people huddled around a switch playing fighting games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like tucked away out of view and I'm like, you guys playing Smash Bros and everything in the corner. <laughs> tournaments yeah just a bunch oh, of a bunch of mechanics and electricians just playing that, like that reminds me look you, if you can't go to the local bring the local to you oh. <laughs> it reminds me of when I, I used to i i was in seventh grade and ran my first uh tournament for tekken 3 
Tekken 3 was nice. It was, it was great. I that, think, uh, I'm showing my age now. Yeah, I think uh, I played Tekken a lot. Uh, then it just kind of fell off. Um, I, think, I think I stopped playing after 4. But I'm not really a fighting game guy, so when they're all playing you know, Smash Brothers and stuff, I'm just kind of sitting off to the side, just watching YouTube. Yeah, go I'm team! Like, I'm not gonna... Well, I, uh, I kind of stopped playing Smash Brothers competitively. Uh, the uh, mall where I used to live, their GameStop would occasionally throw, like, Smash Brothers tournaments for Melee and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd walk in, and everybody would be playing, and, you know, I'd go, I'd get my pod, I'd go with the other three guys to our console to play in everything, and it was like... They're picking all the meta. It's like Marth, Pikachu, something, and I'm just like, I just want to play Ganondorf, man. And then I just get like my shit kicked in by the three of them, and it's talking like a lot of shit for talking a lot of shit for someone in Dordia range. No, then it's just like behind me, just it's it's like the fucking meme. It's like, yo, this motherfucker picked Ganondorf, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, well, I'm out, I'm out in round one. I'm just gonna head home. <laughs> Because it's like right down the street, I could walk to the mall me, and back. So give me my, give me my five dollars of GameStop credit and let me go. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this motherfucker's playing Ganondorf, and I'm like, I just like Ganondorf, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just get my skin, and then my shit just gets <laughs> default skin picker. <laughs> and then my shit just gets kicked in by my friend's cousin, who was like six years younger than us. Oh man. That's that's another thing that we could get into is like my th- I've watched my 13-year-old nephew play Fortnite and just like build and shoot at the same time. I'm like, how the hell are you doing that? <laughs> He's doing 90s. <laughs> <laughs> he he was he also uh you you had mentioned Friday Night Funkin um in a previous episode. He plays yeah. that and he does like the 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 the, the thing it's like effortless. Like yeah, what I'll are you do doing, that. kid? Oh, dude, I can make a whole video about me trying to play uh, Friday Night Funkin' and then just, like, the disaster that it turns into. Because <laughs> it's just like, I bought this new camera and it's doing the same thing that Decca's fucking dusted him. It's the same, it's the same brand, so it's yeah. The, it's the fucking head, it's the bald, it's the light shining. Yep. I hate this, like, this is where I usually wear a hat, because, like, it's just how bright this shit has lit up this night. You, you look head. fine, buddy. You look fine. <laughs> it's just like, god damn it. It's a ceiling light. Somebody stole one of the, the bowling be- balls from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the beacons are lit! Gondor calls Gondor for calls aid! For aid. <laughs> the beacons are lit! Gondor calls for aid! <laughs> but, uh... Oh, kind of lost the plot a little bit, but... <laughs> it's fine. Oh, it's a loss. But um, yeah. Back to the original topic here. I don't think, I don't think that this is going to be the game changer that they want it to be. I think these handheld like PCs for gaming are going to be more of a luxury item than a competitor. You know, it's like if you have absolutely, if you have the money for one and it works well enough, I see people buying it. Mm. I don't see it being like. Oh, this is getting its own show at E3. This is, you know, being considered among the Sony, Microsofts, and the Nintendos of the world now. It's just, hey, I have the money for this. I'm going to pick it up. It's just going to be one of those items. It's just going to be niche for a while. Yeah, I um, 
Despite it saying that mine was broken when it came in, I uh I actually ended up returning mine after testing it for a few hours, and it's like I'd rather be doing all this on my actual desktop PC, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna just go and return this. Didn't you also get it? And like they didn't delete it. It was definitely used because they didn't delete the yeah. library. So you had all these yeah, games. This dude, this dude had his whole profile logged in with all his games. <laughs> games are still installed and all. And I was like, wow. I was like, but you bought it used? Yeah, actually, I bought it. It didn't say used. It was just like, hey, just buy this, you know, as if it was a new product. Didn't I tell I you? Looked- didn't I- make the joke at work i was like i feel like they they were playing one like at work and they packaged up theirs instead of the new one. <laughs> oh no but that was part of the insurance thing i was talking about before it's like they're not making these anymore you can only get them like used now i guess so yeah that's the thing it's like how long before they drop support yeah i mean they can the hardware and the operating system can still be operated without support but yeah if a sudden bug shows up there's no patches coming out for it if there's an issue with like an update it's just they're not going to be able to go through and do that if they just forget about these systems it's a windows 10 pc it's subject to all the same bugs and issues so you know definitely be careful it's like gaming companies now whenever they're whenever they're done supporting old online games they don't even try to patch it anymore they're just like shut down the servers (laughs) So. That's what they're doing with the th- with Nintendo. Nintendo's yeah. doing that with the the Wii and the sh- and the Wii U and the DS shops. I mean, yeah, they shut down the shops, so you can't even, you know, buy older games anymore. And you know, it's you can't re-download games if you've had them. It's you can't it's update weird. your games. You can't update your games if they need patches. Uh, pour pour one out for the eShop. It was like the picture I had sent both of you, uh, actually. I when I was in uh, cool stuff, the local store here. There's a game that I found on PS2 for about seven hundred dollars, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't even know like what this game is, and I saw that it was an Atlas game, so I was like, okay, it's probably a rarer one. That makes sense. But at the same time, I don't think $700 is a justifiable like price tag for this. It was open. It wasn't a sealed copy either. So it was like... Rule of... Rule of Rose. Atlas? Atlas? Yeah. Atlas, uh, almost terminally, to a terminal degree, their older games are like, there's six total in the US. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, this is just another argument for why games like digital re-releases, emulation, like this is important stuff for this industry. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because what if I want to play this game? What if I'm willing to pay Sony 30 bucks to download this digitally instead of paying $700 for a physical copy? But at the same time, it's like, oh, what if they decide to shut down stores and stuff like that and you can't get it anymore? You can't re-download it scary thought it's just the gaming industry needs to understand that preservation is their responsibility otherwise we're going to start seeing stuff like this we're going to start seeing triple digit ps2 games uh i mean trying to find fucking rare super nintendo games right now is near impossible collectors aren't letting go of them so there there did you hear about that one find at at a game store that had shut down because of covid and like they they hadn't they went to go in there and there was just a treasure trove of old old SNES games like Sunset Riders and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like 
it's the gaming industry's responsibility to preserve their history. And if they're not going to do that, emulation, pirated copies, that stuff is going to happen. And they can't be pissed off about that because they're not doing anything to help these games reach a newer audience. It's this dumb fallacy that... I don't want to say fallacy. It's this dumb thought process that nobody wants to play older games. Wrong. Older games are better than what a lot of current games are. Agreed. So it's like... Let us play those older games. Sure, you can't monetize them as heavily as you can in current games, but that's not the point. These were games that, as I've said in previous episodes, these were games that came from a time where you had one chance to release a good game. Because you couldn't patch it. You couldn't give it additional content. Unless it was a PC game. Mm -hmm. It's like you had to make a good game and you had to make it worth the time and effort and make it fun. And this whole ideology about this industry has changed where it's like nobody wants to play those games anymore and it's like bullshit man i'm trying to find fucking dot hack or for god on three years now for something less than 150 bucks and you're not helping me so it's it's very interesting to see how how gaming has gone from like you said it's the one shot or you screw it up um and then uh around the time warcraft 3 came out it's it's they had the one game and then they added uh, they added a completely new campaign on top of it with like uh starcraft uh brood war and then warcraft 3 well, with uh the frozen throne and stuff like that was, and then it's slowly trickled into dlc a little bit before that that kind of thing existed uh you had the old shareware games where hey i picked up doom it gives me the first episode mm. i can play through the entire first episode and then if I want the rest of it, I have to send them a check in the mail and they'll send me floppy disks of the other episodes. Oh, boy. So, and then you had the people who made mods for that game. And then some id software did release like some ma some stuff like the master levels and stuff like that. So there was kind of the concept of DLC originally. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had mostly in PC gaming, the expansion packs. Yeah, uh, Warcraft 3, Starcraft, Brood War, uh, stuff like that. And um, that started getting really popular as a way to continue, you know, engagement, especially on those games, because those games started really, you know, setting the esports stage and stuff like that. So it's like, let's just get more people to play. And now you just have it. It's like, this is our yearly Call of Duty release. It's Battle Royale and uh, I don't know. and Zombies. In four weeks or something, we'll give you guys some content. I don't know. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> so, it's 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 interesting. Um, how it's iconic. How uh, like StarCraft when they refer to the professional StarCraft game, they refer to it as Brood War players. Yeah. Um, but when they say StarCraft Two, what's also had like four or five expansions, it's just called StarCraft Two. Yeah. Uh, you had. I mean, esports also goes back to original Quake, even I think before StarCraft, and then it was just the Quake, Quake deck, Quake three, Quake one, Quake one, the deathmatch mode, uh, the game that invented rocket jumping, that mm -hmm. other games so lovingly took. But um, yeah, it's like, hey, we have to. It's just the ideology got flipped when convenience was thrown in. Mm -hmm. Hey, we released this game. There's some bugs. 
code it up, ship it out. We'll code up, ship the patch out. We'll fix it right now. But then it was like, it's like they companies now write the rough draft and then turn it in and then submit the edited copy after the players find all the bugs. Okay, I have the perfect. So, I have the perfect um, uh, demonstration for that. Fucking Baldur's Gate three. Oh yeah, that game came out. Uh, so it came out intentionally brutally broken because they're like, "Hey, you can pay for this, and we're gonna patch it as we go on." And they've just recently, as of recording, released the Barbarian class. That is one of the the classes in Dungeons the Dragons Fifth Edition. But they are just now releasing it. Like it's a big deal. Like <laughs> should have been with release. I hate hate with the capital H the the business design or the business practice of that game and how it's released so far yeah. buy our unfinished game now get the finished product two years from now yeah it's it's, it's been three years it's, it's hey we're going to release our polished up alpha mm-hmm. to you guys exactly and then it's like okay they'll take a week or two to figure out bugs and then they'll send out a big patch and it was like, oh, don't worry, guys. We fixed it. We're the good guys. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. No, the you're not. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cyberpunk is just now Cyberpunk. getting. What was it? They were like, hey, we're releasing Cyberpunk next week on PS5. And it's like, I don't think that's as big of a celebration as you all hope it is. <laughs> there's, also, the there's also there's also <laughs> there's also the discourse around no man's sky who promised so many things and as of recording has just barely gotten to most of them but there's but they've been doing it though that's they have the, been doing it and it has been, been free updates so i'll give i'll give them they've that been, they've been doing it and they've been doing it for free yes um a lot of things are like hey they'll send out game breaking bug patches for free but then they're like, hey, we know our game released uh, broken, but uh, you guys want to buy this uh, season or this new DLC for 15 bucks? <laughs> like, no, <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I will. Right. Major content isn't going to be going out for free, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll fix yeah. the bugs for free. Definitely. But then it's like it's also to between that major content. It's like, oh, hey, look, Call of Duty, we get a new season like okay cool you guys are giving us a new map whatever then it's like but where's all the uh where's all the stuff in it and then you look and it's like all behind paywalls or stuff in a cosmetic shop where it's like okay you gave me some new stuff but i'm still doing the same thing because i have to pay for everything else (laughs) it's like battle pass city yeah yeah that's the thing about battle passes man it's like even when you go to buy a battle pass to alleviate some of that grind, they're they're still nickel and diming you with that. Like you've oh, still yeah. got to earn it. You just get a slight boost. And that it's was like, a, oh, I want the entire battle pass. Yeah, that's Fortnite. It's like, hey, look, you can you have the free battle pass and then you have the paid battle pass. Hmm. And it's like, okay, cool. And it's like we're also going to make these trailers showing off all these cool new skins you guys can get. But those skins are always in the shop. They're not in the battle pass. They're just they're always something for you to buy. Yeah. Magic Arena is also like that. Ki- oh, dude, like I... segueing us segueing us oh. all the way back to like mobile games because Magic Arena is on mobile. I just but, want to uh, play Magic, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alchemy Alchemy completely turned me off to the game. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna say it here. Alchemy completely turned me off to that game. Um because I like to play Historic Brawl because I wanted to get my commander fix. I think I mentioned that on this podcast before. Yeah. I like playing 100 card, 100 card singleton with the commander. And I can't do that in the way I want to anymore. Uh, because the decks that I like to play can just get flipped at any time with uh, Alchemy. Yeah, so to fill Victor in, uh, Magic the Gathering, you know, physical card game. They right. finally got around to giving us a digital version of it. Which we have... A digital version that isn't a complicated game to play. Magic Online is so hard to play. I can't even play Magic Online. Um, but it was it's Magic it's Magic Arena, and it's like okay, cool. I can play Standard, which is the current format. None of the older formats. So I was like, okay, I can play Standard on here. That's cool. But you don't get the cards available to you. You still have to buy packs to get the cards. Like, they give you starter decks to use, but to actually build the deck you want, you have to have the cards available to you, which a lot of time can only be found by opening packs or uh, using wild cards to turn stuff in a collection into a physical card. So it's like, okay, okay so I get how do I get those wild cards? You buy packs. <laughs> so, but sure, surely like, those card packs have reasonable drop rates on rare cards. Surely. I... I will say the one thing um, Magic Arena has that you know you can't do in Paper Magic is it has the the wild card system, where after you buy a certain amount of packs, they give you a wild card for a rare or a mythic. So you can just go and buy uh, that that uh, mythic or rare that you're you're after. But that does take uh, either purchasing uh, the game pass, which gives you packs passively, or uh, purchasing just a bunch of packs. Yeah. So they had that going for it, I guess. And the thing is, it's like that requires so much either time commitment or money that I just play with their starter decks. Like, I'm like, I can't even play the magic I want to play because the cards aren't available to me. That's why I probably I'm play. Too uh, good. I use the starter decks. Yeah, that's why I always play. Uh, if I do play, I play on a uh, cockatrice, which is a third party. Um, ah, Cocktrice. That's great. And it's like it gives you everything. Like all the cards are mm -hmm. available in the database, so you can just build whatever deck you want, and you just have to connect to other players uh, if you want to play them. And some places run tournaments and stuff, so you have easy ways to you know play people. But it's like looking at Magic. Every time I log on, it's like, why am I fucking doing this? <laughs> I'm not going to get anywhere with it. Like I'm not going to have a deck that I want to play. So, mm -hmm. and I mean. And when stuff oh, leaves, when set leave, when sets leave, you hardly get a return on your investment back. Like they don't say like, "Hey, uh, if they didn't have, if they did not have older formats on Magic Online or Magic Arena, if they didn't introduce mm -hmm. Historic or anything like that, when those sets left, I don't think they gave you really anything for it. You, you just had a bunch of old cards. You weren't able to use those cards anymore. They didn't like refund you like a." rough number of wild cards for you to turn into a new thing it's just like oh they're gone oh, wow. now you got to start <laughs> collecting again jeez and it's like god damn it dude quit nickel and diming me i just want to play your fucking game like <sighs> so i got out of paper magic is because of this shit <laughs> like it's like just give i don't everybody... even think it's hurt i don't even th i don't even think alchemy is like hearthstone i think it's just bad i think it's just a bad idea yeah. 
alchemy is a bad idea for magic because it is a digital format where they can decide this card is too good so we're going to change this digital version of a card to do something else they can patch cards and i'm like dumb I'm like you can't do that in physical magic so it's like this weird well, oh, no, this is, I can get a pin and just they they out. have absolutely they have absolutely patched a card uh, thinking on companions in Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they changed. They, they, they changed they the patched rules. that. They changed the rules, uh, I guess, of how to use them. Yeah. But, but um, that that still takes more explaining because now that now when you read the card, it doesn't explain the card anymore. Yeah. So it's like this. So it's like. It's like live action Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime where you, you just make up stuff for the cards now, pretty much. Like they did just kind of free ball it for that whole first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Didn't they? They're just like Yeah, they did. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! The series for Yu-Gi-Oh! is like my real world, like translation of how I played Yu-Gi-Oh! It was like just me and my friends playing it, like no rules, just doing stuff. And then when we finally figured out the rules, it was like Battle City where Kai was like, We got rules now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I just have gripes about the industry and you know the tech and where it's all going. Because back to the handheld stuff, I feel like there's a upper limit to them, mm -hmm. and unless you know the prices change or the tech becomes available to make them better, it's just going to be a, a kind of a niche thing. I, I think it's really interesting that they, they advertise it for, like, hardcore gamers when the people who are going to buy those are your mom who doesn't know what the fuck to buy for Christmas. <laughs> They're just going to buy this little, you know, this little system because that's what happened with me. Uh, I was, you know, five or six when it when the Game Boy Color came out. My mom was like, here, have this Game Boy, have Pokemon. That's that's who <laughs> your audience should be is your those families who are going to be, like, wanting to purchase these for their kids. So they can play them while they're going to a park or whatever the hell kids do nowadays. Oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be the gamer I, I am now if it wasn't my parents buying a Super Nintendo or me a Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Color for my birthday with Pokemon Blue. Like it wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, but grandma's not going to go out and buy you a $700 handheld you know, gaming no, PC. Definitely not, definitely. No. I think it's going to it's going to wait until we get to that upper limit and once we get to the upper limit then the prices will come down and then grandma will buy it. I I would be I would love to like go back to this conversation in like a year and see how things change a year after the Steam Deck, you know, mm -hmm. is in existence has Valve continued it or have they kind of dropped off the uh the marketing of it. <laughs> Is like, it I would Steam love to do a Steam controller again, or oh, dude, I something. tried it. The Steam controller is one of the worst things I've ever had to fucking use in my life. <laughs> oh, I fell for it. Too. I I got it from a friend of mine, and I was trying to play it, and I'm like, this is the worst fucking thing. I just have an Xbox controller control uh, attached to my to my my PC. I think it's I think so it much easier. Channel. I think it might be on my channel. I think I was starting to play Half Life One with it. Oh, yeah. On my Half Life One series, I think like first two episodes is me trying to play with a Steam controller, and you can like see the frustration. Unless those were me trying to play it and not recording it, 
but I'm pretty sure I did record it. So I think you can see me get so fucking frustrated at the Steam controller. <laughs> I just eventually went to mouse and keyboard playing it. And I just, I don't play games mouse and keyboard. Like I have a hard time doing it. So I have, I have this for Destiny because I can't yeah, play that's Destiny exactly too. what I have. I can't play exactly what I have. It's keyboard. just a controller. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many buttons. <laughs> so Coward. You haven't played Final Fantasy 14, uh, 15, have you? No, it is. Oh, no, I've, I've been playing 14, and I mean, that's frustrating me. Like, I've finally switched that over to the <clears> controller <throat> trying to play it. So, but, uh, yeah, so I would actually love to come back to this topic in like a year to see how yeah, Steam, sure. uh, see how, see how it's done, if it has led to this, you know, change of, you know, cult, gaming culture and stuff like that. If it's like, hey, this is actually competing with, you know, a Steam, with a uh, Switch. Or you know we're starting to get better quality ones coming out. So yeah, not I would say not even compete with uh, the Switch, but also compete with the other handheld gaming PCs in in the space. Yeah, I'd love to see, see who's which still one. Standing. Yes, exactly. That like, would be that would be interesting for me. Like who's uh, still standing? They're yeah, all coming out around the same time, right? I think so. But you have these ones right here, and I'm wondering, like a year down the line, is Razer going to have one? You know, is Alienware going to have one? Mm. Like, are all these companies that are known for their gaming PCs going to get onto this, or are they going to be like, "Oh, this did not work. We're not going to do this." Right. So, right. But I would love check to check release dates real quick. I would love to come back and like end of the year or something, see how it's done. Just see the state of handheld gaming. See the state of gaming just after this yes. new this new factor has been introduced. But I honestly believe it to be probably a niche thing, especially at that entry price. Like, oh, definitely, it's way too expensive. It's not going to be like, oh, hey, I got the. It's not going to be like I'm going to talk to you guys and be like, hey, I got that thing for Christmas. It's going to be like I know a guy who got one because he, you know, travels a lot. Got a lot of money. Yeah, he like he has money and he travels a lot, so he's giving it a shot. But like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy with my. Like, I'm happy with my desktop, and, you know, I don't really do a lot of mobile gaming to begin with, so. I am, looking that, to get yeah. a, uh, I am looking to get a gaming laptop, though, but that's, like, $1,300, so. But there's there's also the other the other thing to take into account of global pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you still have, you still have uh, chip shortages. A lot of mm-hmm. places can't oh. produce a lot because of, you know. Crypto bros processors and stuff like that being unavailable so it'd be really interesting to see how all of this uh turns out Mm. especially when life gets back to some semblance to what it was uh before all this happened and i hope it never does that or not i hope it never gets back to how it was because it sucked back then i hope we get something better yeah, let me that. say that. Let me rephrase that real quick before I turn into some sort of I weird hope, nihilist. I hope the illness is gone. <laughs> yes. There we go. I am getting a uh, no trees. That that's how I get canceled. <laughs> I want I want to be able to breathe normally at work. Mm. Yes. So, that would be nice. Especially when we're climbing all day. That shit sucks. <laughs> but um Yeah, so I think that'll be it for uh, this episode, guys. Unless anybody else has any uh, final thoughts. Anybody has any final thoughts? I think, thoughts we, I think we got it out. I I honestly don't think this PC handheld market is going to really soar. It's going to remain niche. Um, honestly, 
you know, you're talking about a laptop, Dallas. Like, hey, you have a keyboard. What do I have on on these other devices? Uh, it's just controllers. But it's buttons in. Yeah. yeah, a controller if you're lucky. It's you have the two sides with the controller aspects, the sticks and the buttons. And I think some of them have a keyboard like underneath the screen. They're like you can slide it up the or GPD something. It does. Yes. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Everywhere you go, every review you see for it, it sucks. It's a touch, not even physical. It's a touch I mean, glass screen. It sucks. It does mention that it has Bluetooth, so you could probably get a Bluetooth keyboard Definitely. and hook it up, especially if they have an operating system that lets you like web browse and stuff like that. It might be useful there. But I saw, at least on the Steam Deck, it's their operating system strictly. And they did say that you could modify it to give you access to other apps and uh, stuff like that. So they they Steam fully is embracing the modding uh, community and knowing that they're going to be changing stuff about it. So. And oh but, god, the fans. Yeah, the I think fans. it's going to be that might be another factor. How can people mod these? How can people adjust these for more functionality? Like that might affect, you know, sales and longevity of it all. But, Within the first week, people jailbroke their like fucking switches. Yeah, and I know uh, Steam has openly uh, accepted like right to repair. So I fix it. I think is their like official like Steam Deck repair company. Like they have the tool sets that you can buy to like uh, open mm. up your Steam Deck and stuff like that. So they are fully embracing. Nice. They are fully embracing the right to repair, which a lot of companies do not do. If you no, you have to fix, use our to company. Go to our place, send it to us, only us. You can't fix it yourself. I don't so. trust you. You're gonna shock yourself, you asshole. Yeah, so yeah. it's stuff like it's stuff like that. Like Steam morally, Steam's doing a lot of good stuff towards the community. It's just a matter of whether or not the system works. Mm-hmm. So But uh yeah, so I guess that will conclude uh today's episode All yeah. right. of, the, uh, of the podcast. So once again, uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Without Context podcast. I have been Sharky Head, once again joined by Decavolti and our new guest, uh, that guy Dom. Uh, again, his links will be in the description as always. Uh, our first guest of hopefully many over the next several weeks. Um, hopefully we can get Alvin and Charlie back to, to some extent. That'd be nice to have uh, them back as well. Cool uh, Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The four we call it we keep telling Haley it's like don't worry the bonobos will be able to run the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the one that kind of keeps everything at least in running. line <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're all operating without without a, a leash today so <laughs> this month but, uh, yeah so as always uh links are in the descriptions if you guys are watching on YouTube uh leave a like and you know. Tell others about us, subscribe to us. If you're watching this, not subscribed again, and you're just following the channel for some reason, that's weird. Please subscribe. Um, that, that's yeah. really weird. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, you see all these YouTubers that are like, for the 40% of you that are watching it are not subscribed. And I'm like, who just sits and like, checks a channel for updates every day and just not being subscribed. To I, I will say, I will say there is, there is the degree of like people being in it. We, if we, the time we end up in someone's recommended, that's, that's, that's right. when, that's when I know we've made it. Uh, yeah. So there's that, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, drop a follow and, uh, shout it out as well. Uh, we would love to get some more Spotify listens as well. That'd be nice. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fun episode. Nice little uh, conversation. Uh, yeah. A look to the future of uh of gaming. So that was nice. But and definitely thanks for having me on. It was definitely fun being here. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I'm really excited. I've been trying to get guests on the show for a while. Since Just, uh, the inception of this podcast. Since the inception. I've always had ideas to like bring guests on, so this was a nice uh, first episode for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.